this was all circulating around the base that a giant had been killed, but no one was supposed to talk about it. I saw three long bony fingers reach up underneath the door, curl up to grab it, and then disappear. When he came over to me, dude, he slithered over to me. And this giant comes out of the cave and they're all frozen. And he starts running and firing at this giant. Well, the giant moves. He's got a spear in one hand and he's running really fast and spears Dan and holds him up like this. Somebody yells, shoot him in the face, shoot him in the face. They basically decapitate him. Got closer, got closer, got closer. When he got about 15 yards away from me, I raised that 12 gauge and I blowed his head off. I feel something pulling at my leg. And I look over and there are two small gray entities pulling at me. And they're literally, I'm getting pulled off the bed. I reached my hand into this bush and I touched air. Couldn't breathe and I couldn't move because I know I'm seeing a monster. to the show everybody you're listening to the confessionals i am your host tony merkel thank you for being here if you've had an encounter or story you'd like to share with me on the show go ahead and shoot me an email my email address is the confessionals podcast at gmail.com that's the confessionals podcast at gmail.com or go to the website the confessionals podcast.com hit the connection section and you can reach me that way as well either way works for me just get a hold of me now last week i was in houston and dallas and texas and it all was awesome. I really do appreciate everybody who showed their hospitality to me and Wes from Sasquatch Chronicles and just kind of showing us a good time and letting us relax and just enjoy the fans and the live show. All that stuff was just great. And I really do appreciate to everybody who actually came out to this show and enjoyed yourself. And I hope you enjoyed yourself. So I wanted to let everybody know that it was an awesome time and we did giveaways at the show. And the second show, a guy won a giveaway of a free t-shirt and I never caught his name and I didn't catch up with him after the show and I don't think he ever got a free t-shirt so I don't even know what your name is man but if you're listening to this right now please shoot the show an email and we'll get you that t-shirt sent out to you as soon as possible thank you very much but yeah it was all a great time and I really did enjoy myself as I was driving home with my brother in the car, I did a Instagram live video and that was a lot of fun. We had a lot of people come on video with us and talk with us. And there was a group of guys that was at the Cincinnati Chicago Cubs baseball game and they came on live at the game and that was pretty cool. They were pretty excited. They all listened to the show and they asked for a shout out. So to the squids, I shout you out. Thanks so much for coming on and hanging out with me on my ride home from the airport. It was a lot of fun. But let's get into the iTunes five-star reviews. I was looking over some of these names that I have to read all the time, and it reminds me of that skit from Mad TV where the substitute teacher was mispronouncing everybody's names. And I feel like that's what I'm doing every time I do these shout-outs. So if I am mispronouncing your name, you know what? Let's just play that right now and so you guys know exactly what I'm talking about. All right, listen up, y'all. I'm y'all substitute teacher, Mr. Garvey. 
I taught school for 20 years in the inner city, so don't even think about messing with me. Y'all feel me? Mm-hmm. Okay, let's take a roll here. Jay Quellen. Where's Jay Quellen at? No Jay Quellen here? <clears throat> yeah. Uh, do you mean Jacqueline? Okay, so that's how it's gonna be. Y'all wanna play. Okay, then. I've got my eye on you, Jay Quellen. Balake. Where is Balake at? No Balake here today. Yes, sir. My name is Blake. Are you out of your goddamn mind? Blake. What? Do you want to go to war, Balaki? No. Cause we could go to war. No. I'm for real. I'm for real. So you better check yourself. D nice. Is there a D nice? If one of y'all says some silly ass name, this whole class is gonna feel my wrath. Now D nice. Do you mean Denise? Son of a bitch! You say your name right, right now. Denise? Say it right. Denise. Correctly. Denise. Right. Denise. Right. D-nice. That's better. <sighs> Thank you. Now, A-A-Ron, where are you? Where is A-A-Ron right now? No A-A-Ron, huh? Well, you better be sick, dead, or mute, A-A-Ron. Here. Oh, man. Why didn't you answer me the first time I said it, huh? Huh? I'm just, you know, I'm just asking, you know, I said it like four times, so why didn't you say it the first time I said A-A-Ron? Because it's pronounced Aaron? Son of a <laughs> You done messed up, A-A-Ron! Now take your ass on down to Oshag Hennessy's office right now and tell him exactly what you did! Who? Oshag Hennessy! Principal O'Shaughnessy? Get out of my goddamn classroom before I break my foot off in your ass! Insubordinate and churlish. Timothy. Present. Thank you. <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed that. Every time I watch that clip, it just I start rolling. It's one of my favorite clips Mad TV ever put out. It's probably one of my favorite clips ever. And uh, every time I do the shout outs, I think of that clip because I know I'm mispronouncing somebody's name. But without further ado, let's get to the iTunes shout outs. This week we have CW Witten 93, Reggie F82, DRED6661, and AARON Walker Pike. sorry man i had to do it anyways thanks everybody for going to itunes and leave the five-star review i really do appreciate it It means a lot to me and the itunes ratings help as well so let's get to the patreon shout outs this week we have courtney thomas c tanya linda w arnie w sherry r and kenneth y thanks for going to patreon.com signing up to become a patron it really does mean a lot to me Thank you very much. Now, let's get to this week's show. This week, we have Monica coming on. And Monica, she's just had an entire life of 
haunted things going on in this house that she lived in. And it's just one of those stories where it's just an ongoing thing for her. And she had the opportunity to speak with me, come on the show, share her experiences and get it off her chest. So let's get to Monica right now. So my mom and dad bought this house when I was born. What had happened was my little sister and I, you know, little kids in elementary school, we were messing around trying to stay up till the sun came up. And uh, we were jumping all up and around our room, you know, but we had to keep the lights off because then if we got caught staying up all night, we would have gotten in trouble. So for whatever reason, she uh, looked out of the... It was our bedroom window, but it looked out into the backyard. And she was just staring and staring. And I was, like, trying to chit-chat with her and stuff, and she wasn't really paying attention. And she's like, is that a guy over there? I ended up getting closer to her, and I looked out. And I was staring and staring, and I see this black figure. And it was standing by the swing set. And she's like, dude, what's he doing? And we're just kind of hiding out for a second. And we're just quiet and quiet. And we end up getting back up and peeked out. And he's gone. Okay, today we have a great guest coming on. We have Monica. So, Monica, how are you doing? Good. Good. So you just recently started listening to the show and you reached out to me and you had uh, some shadow men experiences that you wanted to share with us. Uh, and some of it actually started, I guess it, the whole thing started when you were a little kid, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, why don't you just walk us right into, you know, the first time it happened and just kind of walk us through the progression of seeing this thing. And I know you weren't the only one. Other people have seen it too. So what happened? Yeah. It, it, it's actually in the same home. So my mom and dad bought this house when I was born and uh, they actually still own it. So we lived here quite some time. But so the first time what had happened was my little sister and I, you know, little kids in elementary school, I was about eight and she was, she's only a year younger than me. So she had to be seven. Um, we were messing around trying to stay up till the sun came up. And uh, for whatever reason, we were jumping all up and around our room, you know, but we had to keep the lights off because then if we got cut staying up all night, we would have gotten in trouble. Sure. So for whatever reason, she uh, looked out of the back window. It was our bedroom window, but it looked out into the backyard and she was just staring and staring where I was looking out a whole other window. So I went and I crawled up next to her because, you know, she was staring at something that I could see and I was like trying to chit chat with her and stuff and she wasn't really paying attention and she's like hey is that a guy over there and I was still trying to mess around with her you know so I ended up like I was jumping all over our bed was right up against that wall so uh, I ended up getting closer to her and I looked out and I was staring and staring and I see this black figure and we had a swing set far enough and it was standing by the swing set so she's just staring and staring and uh, 
even though we were little, I remember she didn't really seem scared. And I was like, what the heck? Because, you know, I seen the, the sh- shape of a man. And uh, so I'm sitting there and we're just kind of staring for a while. And I had ducked down because I was scared. And I was like telling her, you know, tugging on her and stuff. And I'm like, she's just not getting down. She's just staring up. She's curious. And, uh, sorry. Um, from what I remember, she was just sitting there and, uh, I was trying to tell her, you know, like, Hey, get down. And she didn't want to get down. So I'm like, my sister's name is Monty. I'm like, Monty, what the heck? And she's like, dude, what's he doing? So I get back up and I swear, I felt like he was staring at us. So I got back down and I was just like, Oh my God please help us. Cause I was freaking out. Cause I'm like, do we got to go tell my dad, you know, that there's some dude in our backyard, you know? And I did, I was yoinking on her cause she wasn't scared, but I was, so I'm yoinking <laughs> on her and she finally, you know, gets down and we lay down and I'm like scared, you know, and, uh, I'm older than her too. So then that made it worse. And we're just kind of hiding out for a second and we're just quiet and quiet. And we end up getting back up and peek out and he's gone. So, uh, this same house, same, and this this bedroom has been all of ours, I guess. You know, we got a pretty big family here. But so years later, my younger niece is born, my oldest sister's daughter. And I'm about 16, 17, and she's three at this time. This same bedroom, this happens to be her bedroom now. So one night I'm sitting on the couch and I'm watching TV. I'm laid out. I'm waiting for my boyfriend. He get, he At the time, he who worked graveyard. Um, this is the next boyfriend, actually. He had worked graveyard, so I'm waiting around for him to get off of work at two in the morning. So I'm sitting in the living room, hanging out on the couch, and uh, all of a sudden, my my niece startled me because she was at the foot of the couch, and I had jumped up, and I'm like, oh, what the heck? Cause, you know, she just scared me. She was sitting there, a little kid. I didn't feel her walk up or, you know, hear or anything. And she's just kind of staring at me, and she's like there's a man in my room and my parents live with me. But at the time, I don't, you know, I don't know why I didn't freak out and go wake up my dad. Yeah. So I'm sorry. I said my parents live with me. I'm still in their home at okay. the time, you know? So, uh, um, I live with them and I'm like, you know, I didn't think to go try and wake up my dad or anything. And my boyfriend had a, a car with a really loud exhaust. So I knew every time he was getting here, he didn't have to call me or text me, you know, and, uh, he's pulling up and I just pick her up cause she's little. And I go out of the front door and I'm like, Hey, I'm, I'm freaking out right now. She just told me there's a man in her room. And he's like, well, did you go check? And I'm like, no, I didn't go check. Cause okay. So for, from the time that I had seen the shadow man, when my younger sister and I were that young, that that was all we had seen him the one time, the, the shadow man, like other things would happen in the home that we were pretty sure it was haunted. But as far as seeing the shadow man, well, I hadn't seen him from the time, you know, I only saw him the one time. Right. And, uh, so my, my little niece is telling me there's this man in her room and I just panicked. So, uh, you know, we decided to go back in the house and I'm like, well, what are you going to do? You know? And he's like, I'm just going to, go past the rooms, go to the kitchen and grab a knife. So I'm like, Oh, okay. So, you know, we kind of follow him in and we're tiptoeing and stuff. And 
lead him to the kitchen, which he had to pass the room to get to the kitchen anyway. But we're just being quiet, you know, and I had actually stood back before he passed the bedroom and I was still carrying my knees. And uh, he goes to the kitchen and he grabs a knife and he comes back in and he turns on the bedroom light. And I'm just waiting and waiting, you know, and he ends up coming out and he's like, there's, there's nobody in there. And I look at my niece, I'm like, are, are you sure you saw something? She was like, yeah, it was a man. I'm like, okay, well, he says nobody's in there. And she just kind of shrugged it off, you know, a little kid. She was just like, oh, okay. So I was still freaked out, though. And so I ended up telling her, you know, uh, shoot her off back to bed. And then me and him went and hung out for the rest of the night. Well, in the morning, I ended up mentioning it to my sister, her mom. I'm like, hey, man, it was the weirdest thing. Your kid scared the crap out of me last night. She came up and told me she saw someone in her room. And my niece is, you know, coming up and she's, my sister's like, seen someone in her room, you know, what do you mean? Did you go check? And I, so I had told her what happened and we look at my niece and we're like, you know, do you remember? And she was like, yeah, it was a man in my room. And she had this little, uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with those little like, uh, character tables that come with the two chairs. Uh, I don't think so. Doesn't ring a bell. Yeah, they're they're little kid ones, and uh, they they still make them. But at the time, she had one in her room, just this little table, character table with the two chairs, and it was pretty close to her bed. So uh, she come. We were standing. The room is right off to the dining room. You gotta pass through the dining room to get into the room. And uh, so we're in the dining room, and she's like, "Yeah, he was right there. He was sitting right there," and points at the chair. And we kind of look over and we look at each other and I was like, okay, well, what did he look like? And she's like, well, he was just, he just, she was little, so she didn't speak too much. So I remember she was grabbing her clothes, like shaking them, you know, trying to tell us that he was wearing black. He was like, he, he had black and she was making the hand motion like a, kind of like a jacket, I guess, you know? So, um, we, you know, we're giving each other these looks like, what the heck? And, uh, she ended up saying that he, his face was black. So we were just like, oh my gosh, she saw the shadow man, Yeah, you know? And so we kind of, we're looking at each other. And at this time, my younger sister, the one that w- we had seen him together being younger, uh, she she used to get into a lot of trouble when she was younger. She was a she was a rebel, you know. So she had actually she had gone into uh, foster care. So she's in a program at the time, and uh, she got visit week or she got to visit home visits on weekends. So we had to drive out four hours to go pick her up, and then we would bring her home. So I'm telling her, I'm like because it happened to be in the same bedroom that we saw him in when we were younger. And so my mom and I, we go and pick her up and we're driving back. And I'm like, Hey, um, do you remember when we were little one time we were looking out that back window and we saw that, like that guy that was over by the swing set. And she was like, um, no, I don't think I do. And I'm like, 
oh, well, there was one time we were just trying to stay up until the sun came up, you know, and you were looking out of the back window and she was like, oh, the like shadow figure. And I was like, oh, okay. So you do remember. She was like, yeah. And so we were talking about it and, you know, she ends up, she ends up saying something about, she remembers him having like a dog next to him. But I, I told her I didn't, I didn't see the dog cause I was, well, like I said, I was so damn scared. I was hiding, you know? Right. So, uh, so we're kind of talking about it. I'm like, the craziest thing happened, you know, our, our niece, she's in that bedroom. And my sister's like, yeah. I'm like, well, she saw somebody the other night. She came and woke me up. I said, and then the very next night she did the same thing, but I didn't make it a big deal the night after. Cause I remember she came and told me and I was scared cause I didn't want to see anything, you know, at the time. So I had just told her to go back to bed. So I'm telling my sister about it. And I'm like, she's, she's done it a couple of times already. So I'm kind of scared. So me and my sister have this plan because I'm scared, you know? So I'm like, I'm not <laughs> going to mess with that. I'm going to stay sleeping on the couch. I'll, you know, I'll let her hang out with me until she falls back to sleep and take her over there. But, you know, I wasn't at the time. I didn't want to know. Like I, I found it. I, I would get excited talking about it and hearing about it. Like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. You saw that? But when it came to me, I'm like, no, I don't want to, you know? <laughs> yeah. So me and my sister come up with this plan that she's like, oh, well, I'm going to go over there. If it's, if it's happened a couple days in a row, then I'm, I'm going to go and I'm going to sleep in the room with her. And when she tells me, I'm going to wake up and I'm going to find out what she's talking about. So I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, if you're brave enough to do it, all right. <laughs> Better you, know, you than my me. Yeah, and my older sister, she she was sleeping in the, one of the basement rooms at the time, and she, her too. She was like, "No, I don't want to know." And she's like, "She can come sleep downstairs with me if she wants." And the house is old, you know. Like we, my mom and dad bought it, and the basement wasn't finished, so they kind of did some things to it, but it was still they didn't work on it too much, you know. So the basement was creepy to my niece anyway, and she was just like, "I'm not going down there to sleep with my mom. Forget that." So you know, I was always hanging out in the living room. Like I said, I would you know, stay up all night. But, um, so my sister, she, you know, so she follows through, she's going and she, it's bedtime. They're going and they're going to go to bed and it happened to be a weekend. So again, I'm staying up, I'm waiting for my boyfriend, you know, and I'm watching TV and sure enough, she comes over and she tells me, she's like, Hey, the man is in my room. Like, and at this time she, you know, she's little, but she's not scared. If anything, to me, I guess she sounded more annoyed. Like, and so then I get upset because, you know, I'm like, this is over here scaring me. We had this grand plan that we were going to, you know, my sister was going to be there and she was going to see some stuff, you know? So then when my niece comes over and she's bugging me, I'm like, well, why didn't you wake Marty up? And she's like, I, I tried. So then I'm looking and I'm looking and I'm trying to work up the courage to walk over there. And the room is all pitch black. And I finally, we make our way over there slowly. I try and wake up my sister. And I'm like, dude, what the heck? Like, you have this little girl over here terrified. She's over here trying to wake you up. And uh, my sister's like, did you see him? And my niece was like, yeah, he was here. So we were just, you know, we couldn't really do anything because my sister missed it. And, you know, and so as far as that goes with my niece seeing him, we decided after that weekend that we were going to take her out of that bedroom. Yeah. 
because she was little and she was seeing him and we just wanted to, you know, not have her scared to sleep every night. That's understandable. Cause she, yeah. Cause she was starting to come to me a lot and she was having problems going to sleep in the room anyway. So I want to say that I can remember it was about four times that she had said something about seeing him. And so, um, you know, a couple years past and my second niece was born and then she's getting older. So, you know, my, my younger niece, um, they, they had moved out at one point and then it was just me, my mom and my dad and my brother that lived here. And then some stuff happened, you know, they, my sister came back with two of her daughters and her second one, same thing. She's about three, four. And one, one day we're hanging out and she ends up saying something about seeing somebody in her room. And she's very nonchalant about it. You know, she, it wasn't like my first niece where she came over and she was like, Hey, there's somebody like in my room, you know, she just tells, tells me the next day, like, Oh yeah, there was a man in my room. And I'm like, what do you mean? She said, yeah, there was a man in my room. And I'm like, well, what was he doing? And she said, just watch him. And I'm like, okay, wow. well, yeah. And I said, um, did you do anything? Did you say anything? She said, no. I said, well, what did he look like? She says, he was just wearing black. Oh, I, I couldn't see his face. He just had a black face. And my heart sunk, you know, because I'm like, damn, she saw the shadow man. Yeah. You know? So I'm like, I, I call everybody over because, you know, we all know stuff has happened in this house. Not just the shadow man. There was plenty of stuff that happened in this house. And I'm like, hey, uh, my younger niece, I'm like, Mika saw the shadow man. And everybody's like, well, what are you talking about? So she's sitting around. She doesn't even know what the heck's going on. You know what I mean? Because it's not, we didn't talk about it all the time. Like something would happen in the house and we would tell like our sibling or, you know, we would bring it up when I have a certain cousin that used to come over all the time when we were little. He spent the night all the time. He was just always over here and he was always stuff was happening to him in this house too. And I'll get to him later because he lived here and some stuff happened with him too. But um, he would come over all the time too. So we had chit chatted about it here and there, but not enough for the younger kids to know about it. You know what I mean? Right. So, um, she had told us and we're like freaking out. We're like, she saw him, she saw him. And sure enough, you know, she, we're all around her and we ask her what happened. She tells us. And then that's that. She didn't say anything about seeing him anymore. And then, uh, so they all move on, you know, they move out and stuff. We've been in that, in and out of the house, moving in and moving out. And then my mom, and dad had actually decided to move to another city to go closer to my dad's work. His, his boss relocated the building. He had worked for the same company for, you know, from when I was little until just a couple years ago. So he worked for the same people and they relocated. So they offered him, um, you know, to pay his gas or whatever, but he was, my mom just wanted to move out of the house. It's old. It, you know, needed a lot of work and stuff. So she, just decided to move, but they own the home. So at the time I, now I have kids, you know, I have my three year old and my 
six month old. So, uh, well, so she was three and a half by the time him and I moved in. So they moved out and where our lease is coming up on a home that we lived in. And, uh, so we're coming back to the house that I grew up in. And so it's just him, me and our two kids. And, uh, my boyfriend doesn't believe in this stuff at all, you know, and he's, we've talked about it here and there because we had a few things happen in the house that we were living in as well. And I had told him about it and he's like, oh no, you're full of it. You're full of it. Like, I don't believe in that stuff. And I'm just like, oh, okay. So we move in in the same bedroom that I'm telling you, the two girls have seen him in and then my younger sister and I. So the, the thing with my younger sister and I is we were in that room, but we didn't see him in that room. We saw him outside of the home and where my nieces saw him inside of the home. So we're moving in and, uh, this is a whole another boyfriend from the one that had, you know, came in and checked on the room when my niece was having problems. Okay. But, um, so him and I are moving in, but same thing. He works graveyard. So I take it upon myself to, you know, I, I didn't have my, my daughter at that night. She was off with my sister, you know, and her cousins. So I have just the, the baby with me and I had called him and told him, well, cause it, the house we lived in was just a few blocks away anyway. So I'm like, I'm going to load up the car. I'm going to take some stuff over there. I'm going to start putting stuff away. So, so he's like, all right, that's fine. Uh, just be careful or whatever. I'm like, okay. So I'm going and I'm putting stuff away in the house and stuff. And you know, it's getting later. And I purposely brought a bunch of comforters. Cause I'm like, I'm, I'm going to end up sleeping there. You know, I'm, I want to be comfortable. We didn't have the beds or anything. I didn't want to move that alone. So it got to the point where I was getting pretty tired and it's just the, the, I had my son sleeping in his car seat off in the corner. And this is a whole, this isn't the same bedroom that, you know, everybody has experienced it in. And, uh, it's on the same floor though. And so I'm putting down comforters to layer them to lay down. And I just remember I, and so much has, stuff had happened here and there, not just the shadow men, other things in this house that, you know, like I knew, but it wasn't even on my mind at all. Like I was just tired. I was drained. I was trying to get to bed. So I'm putting these comforters laying them out. And I just remember I was, I had already laid out a couple and I was going, you know, when you're unfolding a a big blanket and you got to like throw it out there and, you know, it goes over and it covers the vision in front of you. So I just remember I was picking it up and it was already going to roll out. And I just seen the figure of a man in the bedroom door, just looking right at me. And I froze and the blanket had already came up. And as soon as it was coming down, he was gone. And so then I'm scared. Cause I'm like, I haven't seen him, you know, in like 13 years that I hadn't seen it, but I swear it was the same thing he was wearing like a it it was like the shadow of he was wearing like a long cloak and like the girl said he just it was a shadow he didn't have any face you can see any features you know so i'm just kind of sitting there and i'm scared so i was thinking about it all night but you know i didn't really bring it up to anybody i didn't want to say anything and uh 
I wasn't sure if I should, so I didn't tell all my family, you know, like girl that grew up in this house, like, oh, hey, I saw him again, but I did mention it to my boyfriend. So I'm like, hey, it creeped me out last night. I told you I was moving stuff in, and I had told you about when I was little that the kids would see the shadow man in that room over there, but I just, I saw it in the doorway last night, and he's laughing, you know, he's like, He's like, no, you were seeing stuff. You're t- you were tired, this and that. And I'm like, no, I saw the figure of a man clear as day because my mom and dad had moved out, so they took like the curtains and stuff. So from where I saw it, there's this big window in the dining room, and the moon lit up the room. So it was pretty clear that it was a shadow in the doorway. And so I'm telling, I'm trying to tell him, like, no, I'm not like full of it i'm telling you i saw the shadow in the doorway so he's like okay whatever and so the bedroom that we had that the kids had all seen it in he decided to make that his man cave so he had gone and he had put all his stuff in there and then later on my my cousin asked if he could come and move in with us he would help us pay my mom and dad the rent that we were paying them monthly and he wanted he would be out of our way and he would take the basement where we didn't need it. We were like, that's fine. You can move in if you'd like or whatever. So he came and he brought all his stuff and he has his son that came a couple of days a weekend, every other weekend. So he was there too. And my, so my boyfriend had that stuff in his man cave and he had told me one day, he said, Hey, I heard something today and it was really weird. And I said, well, what did you hear? And he's like, I was sitting in the man cave. And uh, he's my cousin, the same thing. He had a car that had a really loud exhaust. So we knew when he came and went, uh, pulling in and out of the driveway. So my boyfriend said, yeah, uh, my cousin's name is Chris. And he said, Chris, uh, Chris left. And then like a little while later, I was just sitting here playing Xbox. And it sounded like somebody was in the laundry room. So I got up and I walked out of the room and I went over to the laundry room and nobody was there. And I'm like, why did you know? And I'm like, so you heard something. And he's like, no, no, no. It was just really weird. He's like, but then like, I didn't, I guess I didn't see anything, but I just had a really weird feeling that somebody was in the man cave. And so the man cave there's actually on the other side of that wall um, is the hallway. And then the hallway leads to the laundry room. So he had, you know, walked through and then he passed that wall going through the hallway. And then suddenly he had a feeling somebody was in the room behind him, which is his man cave. So uh, he tells me, I, I just had the weirdest feeling that someone was in the man cave. He said, so I ran over there and looked and nobody was there. And so I'm like, I'm telling you, you get those feelings and you're going to have a feeling like somebody's watching you. And then he's kind of sitting there like, you know, deep in thought about it. And then he blows it off. He starts laughing. He's like, no, it was just, (laughs) it was weird. It was weird. And I'm like, no, Victor, I'm telling you, this house is haunted. I'm not kidding. And he's like, oh, whatever, you know, you're, you're making this up. You're making this up. And I'm like, I swear, like, I don't need, I have no reason to tell you that stuff. You know, I'm like, why do you think you felt like that? And he just blew it off. You know, he didn't want to talk about it. And that was that. 
because the same thing, like I had mentioned earlier, the house we had lived in before, we had something that happened when we were both sitting in the bedroom. We actually, we had roommates and they would come and give me money for, you know, like bills and rent and stuff. So he had mentioned one night, he's like, who's here? Because we thought we were there alone. Nobody else's cars were there. And I said, nobody's here. It's just you and I. And he's like, no, somebody's walking in the hallway. And I'm sitting in the same room as Tim. I don't have headphones on. I didn't hear anybody walking in the hallway. So I'm like, no, nobody's here. And then I look at him and jokingly, I was like, well, maybe it's the ghost that I told you I can hear in the laundry room, which was in a basement. And that house was actually three floors. So he's like, whatever. And he goes to put his, you know, big old headphone game set, um, Xbox headphones on and suddenly somebody hits our bedroom door like really hard and fast. So we both shoot each other this look and I'm like, you answer the door. And he's like, no, I'm in my underwear. You answer the door. (laughs) So we're looking at each other and I'm freaked out and he's more like, you know, kind of just nervous because he's like, oh, what do they want? Like I'm trying to relax, you know? And so I slowly get up and I walk over to this bedroom door and I open the door and nobody is on the other side of the door. And I gave him the wildest look. And I'm like, Victor, nobody's here. And I slammed the door really fast. And I ran and jumped in bed. And he's laughing at me. He's just cracking up. And he's like, you're so dramatic. I'm like, Victor, we both heard somebody knock on the door. And he pretended like it did not happen, put his headset on, and started playing. And I'm like, you heard somebody knock. You just saw I answered the door and no one was there. And he did not want to believe it. I don't know if it's just because he didn't want to show me or what, but he completely blew it off. So here we are in this house. And he says the same thing. Like he was, when he was telling me here, heard somebody, he was telling me for a reason, you know, like he was serious and he thought it was strange. And he was just like, I had the feeling someone was in there, but then it was the same thing. He laughed about it and totally pretended like nothing happened. And we went on about our day, you know? So a couple of days passed and um, I worked swing shift. So I had, um, we had it to where I got off at 2.30 in the morning, sometimes three. And he would take his, take our two kids to his mom's house. So I had to go pick them up. So I'm getting off of work and it was a night, you know, like every night he would call around the same time because he had his break because he was already at work. And I was getting off of work. So we would just call and chat it up, you know. And so I'm driving to go get the kids. And he's like, hey, um, before you go home, I have to tell you something. And I'm like, all right, what's up? And he's like, um, never mind. Maybe I don't want to tell you. And I'm like, please don't do this. Like, we're, we're not little kids. You already said it. You need to say it. And I, you know, I have no idea what he's going to talk about. So he's like, so something really weird happened today and I'm like what's up and he is like it was with Tina which is my daughter and she's about three and a half four at this time so I'm like you know I'm kind of worried I'm like well what happened and he's like, it was at the house and I'm like Victor spit it out like is she okay and he's like yeah no like nothing bad well I don't know I I'm Wing, you know i'm like freaking out i'm like dude yeah. just spit it out and he's like well so i was taking a nap before i went to work and me and the baby were sleeping on the bed and the bedroom is right off to the side of the living room 
And he says, so she, she wasn't tired. She didn't want to nap with us. She told me she wanted to watch TV. So we had the Netflix hooked up to the TV in the living room. So he says, you know, I turned on a movie for her and I went off to bed. He says, well, I'm just taking a nap. Me and the baby are passed out and all the lights are off. And cause he had turned off the living room light for her, hoping that she would fall asleep too. Cause she was saying she didn't want to, you know? So he says, I don't know. I just had like this really weird feeling. He said, so I woke up like I was already jumping out of bed and she scared the crap out of me. She was just standing in the doorway, staring at me sleep. Cause he, we would sleep with the bedroom door open so that we can hear everything. So he says she was just standing in the doorway. And so she scared me so bad that it actually kind of pissed me off. And I'm like, peanut, what are you doing? And she looked over her shoulder back behind her towards the couch. And he's like, what are you doing? And she says, well, I'm trying to sleep, but that guy won't leave me alone. And he says, and at this time, my, my cousin had already moved out because this is months into us living here. So my boyfriend is just like, you know, there's no other guy that lives here. My cousin was gone already. So he, he said he jumped up because, you know, he's like, who the hell is going to be in our house? And he says he jumps up all fast and goes into the doorway and he looks over and he says that she's turned around and she's just staring at the couch. And he's like, what guy? And she looks over her shoulder again. She turns around and she points right over at the empty couch. And she's like, that guy right there. And my boyfriend says, and I couldn't see anybody, but she was pointing right at the couch. And he's like, I, I was so scared. Like, I just, you know, like, I know that she was really seeing something that I wasn't. And he said, so he just looked down at her and he said, tell him to go away. And he said, she looked over, you know, and she was like, go away. And he was, he said, he looked over again. He was watching the couch and, you know, nothing was happening. So he said, by the time he turned over and looked at her again, she was, she had already turned her head all the way over and was watching like she was watching somebody in the hallway. And then she looked at him and she was like, okay. And he was telling her, well, come, come in the room, come sleep with me. And she was just like, no, it's okay. He's, he's like, he had gone. So she was like, it's okay. I'm just going to go back to sleep. And he said he could not sleep after that, that she had scared him because he just, she was looking right at somebody and he, he didn't know how long she had been awake, nothing, but he could tell that she wasn't just, you know, like really out of it. And so we ended up, I ended up telling my, my cousin about it that had lived with us. I'm just like, Hey, all that stuff that happened when we were little, the girls used to see it. Like it was crazy. Cause the other day, peanut woke Victor up and told him that some guy was on the couch. And my cousin, Chris says, Hey, I didn't want to tell you, but the other day, so his, like I said, he had his son that, you know, he shared custody of. He says, well, when I lived there, uh, um, I guess Gabriel was seeing stuff, and which is his son. And he says, um, I would see him look over there, but my my cousin is one of those people. So I have 
I have things that, you know, like I've personally seen it twice the whole time I've been here, but then I've had all my nieces, you know, that share with me or have shared that they've seen him and stuff. But my cousin is one of those people. I don't know what it is about him, but he attracts stuff all the time. He sees stuff. So he would tell me like, you know, all this stuff that would happen to him. And I was, you know, really into, I'm just like, Oh man, that's crazy. I can't believe this always happens to you. And he would tell me, he finally got to the point. He's like, I just like, if I see something move in the corner of my, if I see the shadows go by, I pretend like it's not there because the more you talk about it and the more you acknowledge it, it, they're always going to be there. The more you're scared, it's always going to be there. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, I get it. So he tells me that he had noticed that when his son was coming over, his son would, you know, like be staring off to the corner because they, they had the TV that was the only thing that lit up the basement when he had the lights off. So he said he would turn on a movie for them. And this closet, this closet that he had in his room didn't have a door on it. So it was just open and it was very dark in that closet. And he said he would catch his son looking over there and he would just kind of, you know, like cover his eyes, I guess. And he said his son would just, you know, pop right up over his hand to stare over there. And his son was is about a year, a year and a half older than my daughter. So he's, you know, my daughter was about three and a half, four. So, you know, he was about four and a half or five. So he just, and he wouldn't say anything to his dad. He would just kind of stare over. So my cousin was kind of pretending like, you know, it's nothing's there. And he would tell his son, you know, pay attention to the movie. Pay attention to the movie. So he tells me, well, I didn't want to tell you, but when when I was living there, he said, when I was like uh, already figuring out about moving out, his mom had called me and uh, we were talking for a minute and she's like, Hey, so, um, I don't know like who all lives with you or whatever, but I, I don't know if, um, Gabriel has told you anything, which is their son. She's like, but he comes over here and he keeps telling me about the shadow man at your house. And my cousin said his heart dropped and he was like, what are you talking about? And she's like, yeah, he said that, um, he's, scared to go to your house because of the shadow man and my cousin's like well he didn't tell me that he he saw a man and she's like well he's telling me that he's scared of it that it's it's where you guys sleep and my cousin was like oh well you know like he still has to come over he can talk to me about it when he comes so she was like okay that's fine but i'm just letting you know like he's telling me he's seen something there and he's scared so my cousin's like oh okay so then my cousin tells me so the next time he came over it was the same thing like and i had already known so i was i was scared because i knew that he was seeing something and so i mean i guess it was more than once and so my cousin Mm. tells me the same thing we were laying on the bed we had the tv on and all of a sudden he caught his son looking over wide-eyed at the closet so he was like hey buddy what are you what are you looking at and his son looks at him and he's like tell him to go away and his son's like uh go away says no you gotta 
like, really tell him, go away. So he says his son looks over there and yells, go away. And he was watching, and then he, all of a sudden he, you know, like, he kind of refreshed and looked at my cousin and was like, you know, happy. He was just like, oh, that worked. <laughs> wow. So he, yeah. And he said the, the same thing. He was just like, whenever you see, if you ever see something like that, you need to tell it to go away. And his son was like, oh, okay. And so we're talking about it. And my cousin ended up telling a, a girl that she's actually, um, she's mutual friends with my best friend. So she knows my cousin because I think they had already known each other, however, but they used to come and they would, we've got a real long driveway that leads into the backyard. And so this window that my sister and I were looking out when we saw the shadow man outside of the home. So they had him and his friend that had this girlfriend, you know, that we all know her. Um, they had pulled their cars back. They used to work on their cars in the backyard, but, uh, they were, they had them pulled back and my boyfriend and I had our car back here too. And we had whatever to go to some family events. So, you know, we came out, we got in our car, packed our kids in, we told them we were leaving or whatever, and we left. So I guess at one point she had looked up into the same window that we had looked out, my younger sister and I, when we saw the shadow man, and they were in about the area where we had seen the shadow man. So she says that the guys are working on the car, and she looked up and she saw like a shadow figure of a man in that window looking out at them. And she said she was kind of looking for a minute, but she couldn't make anything out. And it it was like sunset, but she clearly remembered that she couldn't see, like, what the person looked like. Where she was more confused because she was like, you know, who lives here? Because I thought her and her boyfriend, your cousin and her boyfriend left, you know? And so she didn't say anything to my cousin she i guess she had so she had looked down at them working on the cars and then when she went to glance back up to see if whoever was watching them out of the window was still there it was gone and so whatever brought up the conversation because they were really good friends even um when she wasn't dating the guy that was friends with my cousin anymore my cousin and her were still good friends so whatever had brought it up they were talking and my cousin comes back and tells me he's like hey it was the craziest thing i was telling her about what happened with um my you know my son and his mom called me and stuff and him seeing something and then i told him about because at this time he's moved out and he's telling me and then i told him that you brought up that um your daughter had seen a shadow man and she said are you kidding me she's like i swear to you i saw him and my cousin was like what do you mean and she said yeah, that day that we were working on the cars when they got in their cars and left, she's like, I just never said anything because I didn't know who all lived with you guys. But I re- I clearly remember them leaving. And I was kind of wondering if maybe it was him, like my boyfriend. And she's like, but I, you guys were working on the cars. And I looked up and it was a shadow man. She's like, I remember I could not see his face. I couldn't see any like features, you know? And so he comes back and tells me and I'm like, Okay, so this isn't just us. This isn't just my family. This is somebody that's not even related to us, you know, had no idea about this stuff. 
And so that, that was just crazy. It blew my mind. But there was also something else I want to tell you about that happened in this home. Okay. That, and I don't, you know, I told you I would hear things here and there. Um, I was a terrible child in high school and I did not like to go to school. Not that my mom and dad knew because they worked day shift, but I used to do the whole, you know, I'd get ready in the morning and I'd pretend I was walking out and my mom and dad would go to work and think I went to school and I would sneak back in the back door and I'd go and hang out just in my room. And I wasn't out doing bad things. I wasn't inviting people over. I just, you know, was hanging out in my room. So one day I'm skipping school and I'm down in my room and I hear somebody walking around upstairs and it sounds like my dad. And I, he, I can hear every step from upstairs and it goes, I don't even remember hearing him walk in the door is a thing. I just remember all of a sudden I heard it in the dining room and go through the hallway and turn right into the kitchen. And then I hear it like, it sound kind of sound like he was sliding the glass because in my mind, it's my dad. And my heart's racing and I'm thinking of all these excuses of to tell him of why I'm not at school. Because, you know, I kind of want to walk up and do the whole, oh, well, I didn't feel good. I came back or, you know, whatever excuse I was trying to think of instead of him coming down and catching me. So I hear like a glass slide across the table and I'm listening. So I finally start making my way upstairs and I come up and the house is empty. So I was like, oh, crap, that was weird. So it was just all kinds of stuff that would happen. Well, one night, same thing. And this was when my sister had had just her oldest daughter. We both slept in the basement. And uh, I don't know. Um, my my sister was a... She was only 16 when she had her oldest child. So uh, she was still living in the home with us, you know, and um, she needed she needed a lot of help. So she was sleeping off to her room in the right. And I remember, you know, like she would ask for help a lot throughout the night. Her, my niece would wake up and cry and stuff. And, um, one night I was sleeping pretty good and I don't know why, but I was like dreaming that my niece was crying and, but it was very realistic that my niece was crying. And so my sister, you know, my niece would wake up and cry and stuff. She wanted help and she would call me. She would call out to me. Um, growing up, everybody called me Moni. It's short for, um, we're Hispanic. My name is Monica, but they pronounce it Monica. So for short, everybody called me Moni. That was my nickname growing up. So my sister would always call out to me. She would be like, Moni, you know, for me to get up, go get the bottle while she tried to, you know, like calm the baby down and whatnot. And we slept in, like I said, we slept in the basement. So I would have to go up one night. Um, I'm sleeping and I'm, like I said, realistically, I hear the baby crying. And all of a sudden I, I hear a woman call my name and she calls me by my nickname. She said, and it was right in my ear and it was so real. And it was like a whisper, mm. but it sounded worried. And she was like, Mooney. And I, I shot up cause I'm, you know, I'm thinking that my sister's calling me to help her with the baby. So I wake up and 
I'm so dazed because I was so asleep, but it was so real because it was like a whisper right in my ear. But it was the it was the sound of the woman's voice being worried. And already, like, I woke up knowing that it wasn't my sister's voice. And all of a sudden, I just heard this huge crash of glass. And I jumped in. I just had this really weird feeling. All the hairs on my arms head stood up and I was, you know, covered in a blanket. I had been sleeping and it was, this was way late at night. So I'm sitting there freaking out. The sound of the glass crashing was so loud that I was convinced that somebody had threw a brick through the window in the room. Of, the room above me while I'm in the basement is the laundry room that's next to the, it's the scary room is what I'll call it. The, the scary room is kitty corner from that. <laughs> so when you're standing outside of the home, the, yeah, those two rooms are kitty corners. So I'm, I'm just so shocked and scared because it was real glass that had broke. That wasn't my dream. Like somebody had woke me up right before it happened. And I just hear this crash of glass. So yeah, like my hair stood up and I'm, I don't know why, but I was just really scared. So. I had already pulled the covers over my head and I was listening. I wouldn't move an inch. And I'm like, I think I had like a, there was, you know, the nightstand next to my bed. And I'm trying to figure out, did somebody throw a brick through the window? Did I had a glass on that nightstand next to my dresser. So I'm like, did that fall off? You know, but I, I don't want to like reach my hand out and touch because for whatever reason, I was just, I had the feeling of fear, even though I couldn't see anything and I had no idea what was going on. So, uh, I ended up sooner or later, you know, I just fell back asleep. I didn't, you know, think too much about it. And then in the morning I'm waking up my, my sister's in the doorway of her bedroom because she didn't have an actual door. She just had like a, curtain or whatever down so I wake up because she's like Mooney Mooney and I you know startled I get up and I there was a wall next to my bed though so I had to like go to the foot of my bed and pop my head out to to be able to see her in her doorway so I'm like what's up and she's like dude did you see this did did you hear that last night and I'm like see what and she's like did you hear the glass break last night and I'm like oh yeah I did and she's like dude look at your floor there was glass all over my floor and so the first thing I do is I look back over my shoulder and the glass is still on my nightstand so we're we're like you know I'm still trying to figure it out because she had woke me up and she's like your picture your your picture that was hanging up was broke it was a big huge um, probably, I want to say maybe like a 12 by 12, 11 by 12. It was like one of those posters, you know, like of musician bands and stuff that you can get yeah. and hang up on your wall. It was one of those, but it was actually framed and it was of the Virgin Mary. And so this was hanging up on a wall that I had one of those big mirrors that go on top of a dresser. I actually had that on the floor underneath this, or, that that mirror I had it underneath that picture 
So that picture was facing up away from the mirror and uh, the glass to it was everywhere. I mean, everywhere. Like my sister was telling me, she's like, don't get off the bed. Like I'm going to put my shoes on and I'm going to go get the broom. Cause it was cement down there. And um, I was like, did you say you, you heard that glass break? And she's like, yeah, no. And I told her, I'm like, Hey, did you call me before that happened? She said, what do you mean? And I'm like, did you call my name before that happened or after it happened? Maybe I was like confused. And she's like, no, I didn't call you. She said, I was just sleeping. And then all of a sudden I heard glass break and it woke me up. And she said, I kind of jumped, but I was listening. I didn't hear anything else. She's like, so I mean, like it startled me, but I, I just went back to sleep. But when I woke up, I saw this glass all over your floor. So I was wondering if you knew what happened. And I'm like, hey, I was dreaming that got it made, my niece. I was like, I was dream- dreaming that she was crying. And I swear, you called me. It's somebody, I guess it didn't sound like you, but somebody said my name right before it happened. And she's like, you know, looking at me like, well, what do you mean? And I'm like, I swear it was so real that, you know, I was really asleep. I heard the baby crying and I heard somebody call my name and I woke up because I thought you needed help. And I heard it crash. I heard just a loud crash. I said, and all of a sudden I was like, all the hairs on my arms got up. And she was like, dude, that's really weird. Cause look at this picture. And, you know, like I mentioned, it was a great big poster of the Virgin Mary. So I'm like, what do you mean? You know, I didn't really get what she was trying to get at. And she's like, it just looks like somebody threw that down on the ground. And I was waiting for her to get to her point because I still didn't really get what she had meant. And she was like, look at it. This is far. This was like. This had this picture had to be, I don't know, like five six inches away from the mirror. No longer than that. I'm sorry, I'm so bad with measurements, but it was far enough from the mirror that. So she explained to me. She's like, "Well, look at it. This looks like somebody took this up off your wall, turned their body, and slammed it down on the ground." She's all, first of all, there's glass everywhere," and she's like, second, if the if the picture would have just fell, cause you know, it had that, I, I bought it framed and it was one of the cheaper ones. So it had that like cardboard, you know, pop out that hung on the nail. Right. So she's like, it's not ripped. She's like, the picture is facing up and it's so far away from the mirror that if it would have just fell off the nail, think about it. It would have hit the mirror under it. Cause this mirror was, like I said, one that belonged on the drill was it popped out pretty thick and she's like if the picture just fell the picture would have hit the mirror and it would have fell flat on its face and then the glass would have just cracked and so I look over at the picture again and sure enough it's way too far from the mirror to have just you know like fell down and smacked down like she said and I just I don't know if it had anything to do with like the shadow man or whatever but that was the craziest thing and 
when I had explained to her that I heard the woman's voice call my name, that was that's not the only time in my life that I've heard. And I swear it was the same voice. And it was the same thing. This is in another home. And this is years later. Um, I lived in a home with my older sister. And I had, she had a chocolate lab. His name was Hershey, the big old dog. And I had him sleeping in the room with me that night. So I'm sleeping. And at this time, my, my oldest daughter that had seen the shadow man, she was a baby. She wasn't even one. So she's in her crib in the bedroom and the dog is sleeping on the bed with me. He's real comfy. And I'm passed out too. And then same thing. I, and this wasn't like any, you know, dream that, you know, would have woken me up. It was just her voice. I can't remember what I was dreaming before it happened. Nothing like that. Like the first time I heard her. Cause that was the very first time I had heard her. So when the, when the picture thing happened with the Virgin Mary, I, I was, I want to say I was about 14, 15, maybe I was younger though. And, uh, so at this time I'm 19. So it had been years, years, and we're in a whole different home that, you know, I had already lived in for a while, but I hadn't seen anything for years. I hadn't heard anything, you know, and so I'm sleeping. And again, I hear this woman call my name in my ear and it's, she calls me by my nickname. So it's the same thing. She's like, Mooney. And I jump up out of bed. I'm a real light sleeper anyway. So I jump up. I'm like looking around, you know, and suddenly there's the bathroom across from my bedroom. And I, there's a, there's a back door inside of the bathroom. The house was really weird, but, and I'm on the basement floor. So the bathroom had that back door in it, but we always kept it locked. We, we never walked in and out of that back door. So I hear somebody moving around in the bathroom, like shuffling through stuff. And I'm trying, you know, they say that um, animals see things that we can't and, you know, so I'm desperately trying to wake this chocolate lab up. I'm like shaking him. He's all big and heavy, you know, and I'm shaking. I'm like, Hershey, Hershey, wake up, you know, like help me out. (laughs) And I don't know what it was, but I just, I knew it wasn't my sister or my brother-in-law in in the bathroom. And I knew it wasn't their kids. They were small. This, it sounded like somebody big going through the stuff. And, and it was my bathroom. It wasn't a bathroom that we shared. They, they were upstairs. I was downstairs. And so I'm like trying to wake the dog up and I'm just listening. And suddenly it stopped. And then it went again. So I listened for about 10 minutes and I could hear little things moving in the bathroom. And I did the whole time. I just had this really bad knot in my stomach and Hershey has no help. He's just yawning and trying to get comfy and trying to get me to go back to sleep by laying on me and trying to push me over. You know, he's like, let who, whoever is in the bathroom be, they're not bothering us. <laughs> he just wanted to go back to bed. So I'm listening yeah. and I didn't, I, I couldn't, And because I couldn't get him up, I didn't have the courage to get up out of my room and go check myself. 
And so I wake up in the morning and the first, I ended up falling asleep. The first thing I do was I sneak into the bathroom and I was, you know, I kind of crept in there like somebody was still going to be in there. And I checked and the bathroom door was locked from the inside. There's, we didn't have the key to the back door either, like from the outside of the home. So it wasn't like my brother-in-law had gone in in the middle of the night, gone through my stuff and went back out, you know? Plus when you walked out, there was like a bunch of dead leaves and stuff that would gather up by that door. So I had opened it and checked and nothing really looked out of place. It didn't look like anybody had walked through. So I shut the door and I locked it and I ended up going upstairs and I asked my older sister, even though I knew what she was going to tell me, I'm like, Hey, did you, did you guys happen to use the bathroom downstairs last night? And she's like, no, why? I said, you remember when we were younger and that happened, I heard that woman call to me and she was like, Oh yeah. I said, that happened last night and she just got wide eyed and she's like, well, what happened? I said, I don't know. I just heard somebody in my bathroom and they were like, it sounded like they were just moving around my stuff that was on the counter. Like they were rifling through my stuff. And she's like, well, did you get up and check? I said, no, because I was trying to wake her. She up. your dog is useless. I said, I wanted him to save me and he just wouldn't move. I said, so I didn't end up checking, but I figured you guys weren't down here. And she's like, well, I wasn't, but I don't, I don't know for sure if Danny wasn't her husband. She said, I don't know for sure that, you know, Danny wasn't, but I don't see why he would. And she said, I'll ask him about it. And later on in the day, she didn't tell him the whole story, but she was like, Hey, I ended up asking Danny. He says he wasn't down there last night. And so, you know, that was that. And it's only been, two times that I remember hearing and it was the same voice. This woman called me by my name and like right after something happened. So pretty much you live in a haunted house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, there was another time too, where I was in the basement and I've never had any like, uh, well, first of all, like I said, I'm a light sleeper. I've never had any problems where I, you know, like, wait, think I woke up or, you know, whatever. There was one night where I was, again, really asleep. And I don't know why, but something scared me. And I woke up and I don't know what it was, but my room was pitch black. I could not see a thing. And I was freaking out. I can feel that somebody was watching me and I immediately, I panicked. I couldn't see a thing, but my eyes were open and I knew I was awake and I was shifting all over the bed. And, um, I ended up like, we had these flimsy boards that were covering like, um, the basement only has two rooms that would be okay to be bedrooms. And then there's like the furnace and the water heater down there, you know? And, um, my dad was never great at like remodeling homes and stuff. He didn't know what he was doing, but he tried to save money and put up his own stuff, you know? So he put up these flimsy boards to cover up. The basement was like half crawl space, I guess. And it was all pitch black over there. So he put up these nailed up these flimsy, um, wallboards so that you couldn't see over there. So I woke up and I couldn't 
see a thing. So I'm like touching the walls and I could feel that there was the walls, but I don't know why at the time I couldn't figure out that they were the walls. I was thinking I was trapped in somewhere because I couldn't see a thing. So I'm desperately like trying to rip these panels off the wall to get into the crawl space. That's like where I was headed because I had no idea where I was. I ended up having to feel my way through. I There was an opening where the water heater and furnace were, and you can walk through there, and then you can get to the other room that leads to the stairs. Even though there was a doorway in between these two bedrooms that are downstairs, I had mentioned to you earlier, my sister used to sleep in that room when the woman called me and she was standing in the doorway. It didn't have a door. Right. So there's that doorway that would have been straight in front of me that I could have just walked to the stairs, but for whatever reason, I could not see it. And uh, I ended up making my way through the water heater and stuff. And I found my way to the door and all of a sudden I could see. And I saw my doorway that I could have very easily walked out of if I would have seen, but I can't explain it. I just woke up in fear and I was freaking out because I couldn't see a thing and I had to feel my way through. I was just lost and I knew the home very well. But once I got out of that room, I could see it was weird. Wow. So with all these things that have happened in your house, I mean, what, what do you think this is that's going on? I mean, do you think this is just one entity that's haunting the house and the property? Because, I mean, the first time anybody ever uh, remembers of seeing this thing wasn't even in the house. It was outside the house. So, I mean, from that point, it, you know, the next time it's in the house, uh, I wouldn't want to say it moved into the house because it more than likely was already there. Uh, you just saw it there. And so, well, what do you think this is? I mean, what you've had all these experiences, you've heard all the stories from other people. Uh, it doesn't sound like you have very good vibes from it. So what do you think's going on here? Uh, I'm not sure. I can't say if it's one or two. I just know the shadow man has been seen. I know my case. Okay, so my oldest sister, she's listened to all these and she can, she could tell you right now. She's, she's never seen it. She's heard us that have seen it. She's never seen it. She's, been in, like I said, this house has been with us forever, but um, she would tell us all the time, we all growing up the same thing, you know, you were in the basement. The only one that I know that has seen and it was the shadow man that he saw in the basement was my my cousin's son. So he actually saw the shadow man in the closet and he didn't tell us that he told his mom which she's never lived in this home she's never even been in it so um i remember growing up my sister i got two sisters and one brother and my sister she had never seen anything but she'll she would tell us all the time we would laugh about it because you went downstairs and like i said it's dark and it's you know, it wasn't the best build. She would say that she would get to the stairs and she could feel that somebody was watching her. And we all did. If you were alone and you were walking up the stairs, it was the same thing all the time. You would feel eyes on you and we would take off up the stairs. We would run as fast as we could to get upstairs just to get out of the basement. And 
there was four of us. So there's three bedrooms in the upstairs. My mom and dad growing up, they always had their same room. You know, they stayed in that bedroom and between us siblings, we would decide when my mom would just tell us, if you guys are going to do it, you guys better do it alone. But we used to switch rooms whenever we wanted, you know, move all our furniture and stuff. So we were switching rooms all the time, you know, just to have that fun little, this is my new room, you know? Yeah. You move around, switch it up. Yeah. So sometimes it was, you know, like me and my older sister downstairs. Sometimes it was the only one I don't ever remember actually like having a bedroom in the basement was my younger sister. I mean, she could have, but from what I remember, it was mostly just either me and my brother, me and my sister, my older sister. So yeah, the same thing we would always, all of us would talk about, you know, we could feel that somebody was watching us. You can even, you know, being in the comfort of your own room, you could be hanging out alone and you would all of a sudden feel like somebody was watching you. And this was in the basement, always just in the basement. Well, you know, one of the things that I find very interesting with this is that whatever this, whatever this is, I mean, I, I know, I know you didn't, you didn't say that, uh, it's one or two things. You're not sure, but the fact that you saw what you saw when you were a kid that kind of started this off, at least for your life, uh, to now, it seems like a lot of people that are either kids or at least not denying that this is possible are the ones that are seeing this. Uh, and it's typically a man, at least a man shadow figure. And yeah, it's just, I wonder if there's something about children that attracts it or the, the idea of like a childlike faith where children you know, are more susceptible to believing or seeing, uh, and maybe even as adults, like you, you believe what you saw, you believe it's there. You, you, you don't have a hard time with that. And so maybe, um, does that make sense? I mean, does that, does that narrative yeah. at least play out at all with the storyline? I mean, yeah. cause I mean, yeah, there's people that have said, I've never seen anything and I think you're crazy for believing that stuff. And it seems yeah. like they're not going to be seeing anything anytime soon. Yeah. So like I had said about like my boyfriend totally thinking that stuff was like made up. He'll even like, I ended up telling my family in front of him, he was sitting there and you know, like when I had told you about us living in the one home where we had both heard the knock, I got up and answered the door and it wasn't, nothing was there. Uh, When we had sat down, I had ended up telling like my, you know, family about it, my brother and my sisters and, you know, just the family members we had there. I was just like, Hey, something knocked on my door. Me and Victor were there. And he did in front of them. He started laughing. He's like, whatever, you know? And then when this in, in the home that I'm talking about, when that had happened and we ended up bringing it up when we had our family event or whatever. And it, it wasn't even like we brought it up right after it happened. It was sometime later when we brought it up, they were kind of looking at him, you know, they were waiting for him to confirm. And he, he's a really, he's a really serious guy. He's very quiet, but I, I see the other side of him, you know, cause he's with me all the time, but they, they make fun of him cause they're, they've even said like, I'll talk about something and talk about me and him laughing. And they're like, he knows how to laugh. You know, he's a real serious guy <laughs> and he's very quiet. He, he gets, like anxiety thinking about talking and you know or he just i don't know he's really serious and quiet but he had uh 
he was just kind of sitting there. So they're looking over at him waiting for confirmation. And he didn't, he wouldn't move. He wouldn't like shake. And he ended up just shrugging his shoulders. And he was like, it scared me. That's interesting. You know, like people, they experience things differently. They view things differently. And with this show, we're kind of piecing the puzzle together little by little, you know, like there's people that say that these things bother only the kids. There's people that say that these things only bother them specifically and they're adults now. And I don't yeah. know what the difference is. I, I don't know what the difference is, but clearly there's many different levels of what's going on here activity wise. And yeah, I don't think any of us really know what's going on, you know? Yeah. And so we actually, um, I had mentioned to you when him and I had moved into the home and it was pretty much just us that night that I was like laying out those blankets that I had seen it. I don't, I don't know if it was just cause I had my son with me, you know, I don't know if that's maybe why I seen it after gosh, almost over 15 years it had been, you know, cause that the second time I had saw it, I was 20, 23, almost 24 years old. And I hadn't seen it since I was a seven or eight, you know, about that age. I hadn't seen it for a very long time. I don't know if it was maybe just that I had the baby with me, you know? Maybe. I mean, I don't know. Your theory is as good as mine, you know? That's just, uh, <laughs> I mean, you definitely had a jam-packed uh, life of experiences with this particular location and this entity or entities. I, I I get the vibe that it's just one, but I mean, I wasn't there experiencing it either, so I don't know. Uh, I mean, I, I know you said that. I think you said that you when you heard it say your name, it sounded like a woman. Uh, so maybe it's more than one. I don't know. But uh, well, so I know this is very strange, but so growing up. We, uh, my mom and my dad, their, their parents are very religious. They go to church. They went to church all growing up and stuff. You know, my mom and my dad and their parents, and they were in the Catholic church. But growing up, my mom did for a while. She had us going to church and stuff, but we went to, I'm not sure if you're familiar with catechism. Uh, a little bit. No, I mean, it's not like uh, my expertise or anything. Yeah, I had went to some catechism classes, but. You know, they didn't, my dad didn't really, he was just kind of like, I don't think we should put that on them. You know, we should, I don't want to make them go if they don't want to. And we were kids. So we were like, oh, well, we don't really want to go. Where I'm, I believe in God. I, but we weren't big in going to church. Sure. So uh, I remember I was, I had never really heard about it going to church, but it was actually, um, in elementary school and it was talk about amongst kids. Somebody had brought up guardian angels and I was like, Oh, what's that? And the girl had explained to me. And the only thing I can think of the, the voice that whispered in my ear was not what made the glass crash. It was warning me. And it was the worry in her voice that made me think that it was someone looking over me. You know, that makes sense. That really does make sense. And it was twice. It was twice. And this was twice in two whole different homes that, you know, this had happened. So that, you know, I, I won't ever, I'm sure I won't ever know for sure. I can't even 
tell you I'll ever hear it again. And the home I live in now that, you know, my, listen, I, we bought our own home. I've never had anything happen in that house. I haven't seen anything, heard anything, but I can't tell you I'll ever hear this woman again. This happens like years past that these things happen. But I just remember at the time I, it was, it was just a dream that I had that made it so, it was so realistic that, you know, I, I woke up because I believed that my sister needed my help, but it was, it was more the worry and the woman's voice that kind of gives me the feeling that she, she was just like, Hey, be careful, you know, because, well, I had told you too, that I just had the feeling not to get out of bed. I refused, even though I believed that it was a window upstairs that had broke, if I would have gone up to check stuff out, I would have cut my feet up. There was glass on every inch of the floor. Right. And, you know, that could be true. I mean, I do believe in angels. I I know you're a new listener to the show, uh, but, I mean, I'm I'm a Christian. Uh, You know, I do believe that angels exist. And, uh, you know, I've heard a lot of different stories of people sharing when angels showed up to protect them. Uh, my grandfather shares a story on the show. As you listen to the show, you'll hear it. But uh, my grandfather told me a story on his deathbed. And I was just, for whatever reason, I decided to record it, not knowing I was going to have a podcast years later. And he tells a story of when he, because he used to travel around preaching. And the one town they went to, they weren't welcomed, but they went anyways. And they set up like a big tent out in the field. And uh, some guys came that night to destroy their camp and they had caught wind of it earlier. So my grandfather and some other men stayed up to kind of just try to keep the guys from doing anything stupid. You know, they, they didn't want to fight anybody, but they were just kind of, you know, trying to protect their property. And uh, these guys came down the driveway. They stopped at a certain point, idled and then backed out. And they did it a second and a third time. And each time they came back with more men and they didn't go any further than this one certain point. And it turns out it was a talk of the town the next day that these men were going to destroy the camp. And every time they came, there was these like giant 12 foot tall angels standing there next to the camp protecting it. Now, my grandfather never saw this, but the men coming to oh. harm them saw it. <laughs> and so it's uh-huh. like, you know, I definitely believe in angels because I, I trust my grandfather. I, he, you know, when he was alive, I, I, um, I had so much respect for that man. And for him to tell me these stories, you know, on his exit from this earth. And that's not the only story. Uh, I was like, you know, for me, it was a, fel- a faith builder. And so I definitely yeah. believe that angels are, are, the, are real. They're there. And uh, they operate on beha- behalf of the human race. Uh, not all angels do. There are such things as fallen angels that rebelled against God. But uh, I do believe that there are definitely angels uh, that protect us. And so... Who knows? Who knows? But uh, Monica, you have you have definitely a lot of stories here from uh, this house, and I really appreciate you coming on and sharing with us today. Yeah, thank you for having me. I was surprised, you know, like you let me get that off my chest. <laughs> you know, this is just like I said, this is talk that goes on between my family members and I. We brought it up here and there, and you know, I even have one uncle that he'll he'll laugh it off too. And he's like, Oh, you guys are weird, but you know, you get a couple beers on that guy. And then all of a sudden he's, <laughs> he's got some stories to tell. <laughs> yeah. So. It's usually when you get the beers and people that they have the stories to tell, but, um, yeah, but yeah, I really appreciate you coming on and stuff. And, you know, 
if you have more things happening on the property and stuff, feel free to shoot me an email and just keep me updated. I would really appreciate that. Yeah, no, not really uh, anything that's happened with uh, scary ghosts or anything, but I hope you um, encounter, you know, what I find very interesting that I would like to hear more stories about that I'm kind of into. Reincarnation. I'm not sure if you believe in it. Yeah. I've heard stories here and there, but um, I didn't ever really think too much of it until recently. I had gotten into some YouTube videos, and it was actually because my one of my sons i'm sorry i have two now but the my older one he had uh started talking to his dad and he's had a couple conversations where he him and his dad are you know they're best buds so before my son was in kindergarten and stuff they would hang out they'd play xbox together my my son knows how to work that thing better than I do, you know? <laughs> Most and kids do. <laughs> yeah, he's really into games. Him and his dad are some big-time game nerds. But my boyfriend had told me one day, he said, hey, Junior's got some real weird stuff that he's telling me. And I said, well, like what? And the first thing I thought, you know, because the home that I grew up is still Grandma's house. Grandma and Grandpa moved back in. I told you, I had mentioned to you they had moved out a ways. <laughs> My dad doesn't work for that guy anymore. He does, you know, they came back home. <laughs> it's, it's our house and it's not going anywhere. Yeah. But, uh, so I'm thinking right away that, you know, Victor's going to bring up my son seeing some, but no, it happened to me. Some completely different. He was like, he, uh, he kind of weirded me out. He said, what do you think about reincarnation? I'm like, what do you mean? He says, what do you think about it? I'm like, I don't know. I think it's interesting, but I, I haven't really looked into it. So, I don't know. I don't, I guess I don't, that's in a box to the left. I don't think about that. Stuff. And he says, well, Junior keeps telling me stuff about when he was alive before. And I guess one night they were playing and my son was looking, we have this bay window in my living room. He was looking out and he says, it's really dark out there. It's, it's pitch black when you look out the window, you can't see out there, but you know, it's kind of like your thing. I've I've heard you talk about windows and closing up the curtains. Oh, yep, absolutely. Me, me, me personally, I like to too, but my boyfriend likes them open. <laughs> and uh, so he said, my son was looking out and he said, it's really dark out there. And my boyfriend says, yeah. And he says, it's kind of like when I, the other time when I was a little boy, when um, when that man had me, and my boyfriend says, what, man? And he said, um, he kind of looked like Santa. He He's like a Santa man, but not Santa, because he was a bad man. And my boyfriend said, Junior, what are you talking about? And he said, yeah, he, he took me when I was little. He took me and he kept me in the dark room, and I was very hungry and scared. Wow. And, yeah, and it wasn't, it wasn't the first thing that he had you know, told my boyfriend, but that was the first time my boyfriend had told me. He just says, he says little things about it here and there. And he says, and I don't want to pry him because I want it to be genuine. He yeah, said, I find it really, really interesting, but I don't, I don't want to pry him. And he said, so I don't want you to either. Cause you know, he knows I get real into it, but I'm like, okay. And I only heard my son talk about it one time, but it was the same thing. He was saying something they were playing Xbox and he had said something about the Santa man. He said, well, when the Santa man had me and me and my boyfriend looked at each other and I said, 
when? And he said, another time when I was little, another time. And I said, well, where were you? And he said, in the dark room. And then I had asked him, well, you know, like what happened? And he said, I don't know. And then he got back into the game and ignored me. And that was that. (laughs) And I, I wanted to, I wanted to know so much more. I wanted to ask million questions and my boyfriend's like, leave him alone. Yeah. I'm like, okay. I don't know how I feel about the reincarnation thing. I mean, I I definitely don't think about it a whole lot. It, It that really doesn't, align up with my faith personally uh but i wouldn't i wouldn't be opposed to talking about it on the show i've just never had anybody approach me about it yeah i kind of so after that i got really into looking into it i was watching uh youtube videos and you know listening to stories and stuff and it's just that they you know they have these kids that end up talking to people and saying who they were in their past lives they end up confirming by taking finally giving in to their child you know that they love and they're kind of hurt that this kid wants to see their other supposed family and they'll take them to where this kid asks. And these kids know like their old husband, they know their own children, you know, or their old wife. They know how they died, who killed them. It's, it's very strange, but I actually, I brought it up because I, I feel it has to do with like souls and living again. Yeah. Well, I definitely, I definitely think that's the case. I mean, if it's real, I, I definitely think that's the case. Uh, and like I said, I, I don't have much experience with it because of just not having anybody to talk to about it. I mean, I do most of my learning from doing these interviews, you know, by talking to people. Yeah, about which their I real think experiences. is very, very cool that you're I, I had mentioned to my boyfriend. I was like, I love it because he he's just curious. And yes, that's very. How I, am. I was like, it's it's really weird to know that so many people have seen so many different things. Yeah. Absolutely. And even some of them, some of them are very much the same thing. Yep. Exactly. And you know, it's like, I'm very curious and that kind of drives me in the direction of, you know, talking to anybody. Like I, I, I don't care. Like I, my view is this, I don't need to agree with you on your personal beliefs in life in order to have a conversation with you about the experiences you've had. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like th- those are two separate things. And clearly yeah. you've experienced things. And so there's something that I can learn from that, you know, and, and we're trying to figure this out together. So, you know, it's just one <laughs> interview at a time. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you what, Monica, I really appreciate you coming on. Uh, and like I said, if you got to get a hold of me with anything, other, any other information and stuff as far as what's going on, just feel free to reach out to me. All right. We'll do. Thanks. Well, that's the show, everybody. I really hope you enjoyed it. And if you did enjoy it, go ahead and take the link that you're listening to right now of this episode and share it around social media. That will help out the show immensely, and I would greatly appreciate it. Also, go ahead and follow us on Instagram, The Confessionals, and you can follow me personally on Instagram at Tony Merkel, or go to YouTube and hit subscribe because we're going to be uploading our archive episodes to YouTube very soon. So look for that. Anyways, take care, stay safe, and remember, friends, the truth will set you free, but first it'll piss you off. Bye. Why do we move so fast? Love comes slowly Couldn't read between your lies 
I'll meet you there. 